It's a great day. Um, we're going to get a fantastic word today, and uh, I am just so excited uh, to have our founding pastors, uh, John and Linda Gay, in the house. And uh, Linda Gay and John, will you guys just stand? Can we just give these guys the warmest Christ Center welcome? Thank you. Oh, bless God. Thank you. Thank you. Bless your hearts. It's good to see all your faces again. <clears throat> I can tell you that Linda and I, we pray for you. We love you. We're encouraged to always hear the good things going on. And it's just a blessing to come back and get to be with you. Father, in the name of Jesus, be exalted today. Be magnified today. And I pray that the little nugget that we distribute today will be received in Jesus name and put to practice in the name of Jesus amen <clears throat> when Linda Gay and I were juniors in high school there was an attraction <clears throat> and she was really cute and all of you can go back and remember probably the the situation in your own lives but to see if maybe they would like to hang out with you a little bit, you ask them for a Coke. <clears throat> That's what we did. So I would say, <clears throat> would you like to have a Coke? And then your heart stops because the answer could be no, and that means it's over before we even get started. And in those days, it was a cherry Coke down at Baker's or a vanilla Coke. <clears throat> So I'd say, uh, Linda Gay, would you like to uh, go have a Coke after school? And she said, yes. Oh, man, you know, the butterflies and the fluttering of the heart <clears throat> and all of that takes place. It's just a natural response. Your first step was an invitation, and when the invitation was accepted, it's just boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo. So <clears throat> after the first Coke, then you're kind of Twitter-pating because you're going to have another Coke and then a hamburger, and then it's going to come to the place where you're going to say, Lena Gay, um, this weekend, would you like to go to the drive-in movies? Now, we used to have drive-in movies here. There was one down here at Guarantee Chevrolet. There was one down at North Eugene High School. There was one out at South Eugene. There was one out in Springfield. Drive-ins everywhere, and so... The, the thing to do on a summer night was to take <coughs> your date to the drive-in movie. And so I asked her, I said, would you like to go to the drive-in movie? Well, in those days, everybody went with you. There, wa there really wasn't such a thing as a single date, it seemed like, because when they found out you're going to go, well we'll, well, we'll go, we'll go, we'll go. And so, you know, we... It's more than a double date. It might be a five date. It might be a six date. It, you know, we all, we all go to the drive-in and, and love it. <clears throat> Didn't have any money. And when they flash up the intermission and they show the hot dogs and the Cokes and the French fries, you go, oh, man, it'll be great and we can afford that someday. <laughs> but in the meantime, you know, we were in love, and so just one little Coke could, could get the job done. You know what I'm talking about? How many of you would say, I'm right with you so far, Pastor? <clears throat> would you bring that cup up? So, 
So all of you are with me so far. <clears throat> if, if I had to say there was a, there's a key word here, <clears throat> how many of you would figure out what the key word would be in that description I just gave you? What would be one key word that would just step out? Doug? Huh? Risk. <clears throat> Tom? Enthusiasm. Red? Huh? Asking. Okay. No one's hit it yet. Yes? Butterfly. That's great. Yeah. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. I'll ask you. Don't be. Ed? Anticipation. And we go on and on and on. All these are good. But the word that I want to plant in you today is passion. Passion. That's, did you have passion? Okay, give her a free Starbucks when you... <clears throat> passion. Why would I invite Lena Gay for a Coke without passion? Do I do it because it's the right thing for a junior in high school to do? Because she just is cute and for no other reason. I want to take you for a Coke because you're cute. Well, that, what's that going to get you? Nothing. There's, a, there's enough passion in it that you're really to risk, you're willing to step out, you're willing to go for it, and then when the passion is, is all of a sudden implemented into a Coke, all of a sudden, boom, there's something else. There's hope, the hope of glory. Maybe she'll do it again. <laughs> that happened with me with the Holy Spirit. And before I read the Scriptures today... I want to show you how the Holy Spirit is not afraid, but is coming to you and has for years and ask you, would you like to have a Coke? And you on the reverse are saying, no, no thanks. I, I don't care for that. That's not, the, that's not what I've been raised in. I, I prefer to stay the way I am. Okay, that's fine. And so just like if Lena Gay would reject me, then I would back off and say, okay, fine. I'm not going to go take the Coke and pour it on her. I'm going to back off and say, okay, then, then you, you carry on. And I'd leave. Well, the Holy Spirit is forever moving throughout the universe, asking for this reason, because he's been given the authority by the Father through the Son to ask people for a date. And he starts with something so simple as, hello, would you like to have a Coke? It's that simple. Would you like to have a Coke? And I for years said no, because the truth is, without even knowing it, I didn't like him. I was afraid of him. I thought he was lunatic. I'd watch Oral Roberts on TV, I'd watch Catherine Kuhlman on TV, and I thought to myself, that is hocus-pocus, goofy stuff. I had friends that went to the Pentecostal church, and I'd been down to the Pentecostal church, and I heard the yelling and the screaming and the snorting and the roaring, and I thought, man, that is hocus-pocus stuff, and I don't want it. So when the Holy Spirit would come to me and ask me, would you like to have a Coke? I would refer back to my experiences and say, no, I don't want to Coke with you. I'll just stay with 
God the Father. Leave it there. So with God the Father, I grew up with God the Father. I didn't hardly know Jesus the Savior. Because where I was raised was we honor the Father, and as we honor the Father, He gets all the glory. And so Jesus is second fiddle, and we never talked about the Holy Spirit. Now, believe it or not, that's the truth. And today, there are churches that still proclaim that all over this great nation of ours. Here, several months ago, Linda Gay was busy with, um, with a job she was doing in Texas on a Sunday with the kids, and, and Ryan and Chrissy were busy in the church, and so I had to go over after my service, the service we have at Gateway, I have to go over to Ryan's place, it's about a half hour away, and take care of the kids after church. And I thought to myself, you know, I think I'll go to this great big church that I always pass, which is only about 10 minutes from Ryan's house. Then after the service, I'll just be right over there and be able to be with them. And the Lord spoke to me as clear as he said, could, could be, and said, you won't like it. <laughs> and I said, well, Lord, I'm big enough. I can, you won't like it. He said, I don't like it. <laughs> and I'm going, whoa, I got to go see this. Because <laughs> this is a well-known, quote, denomination. One of the biggest in the nation. And I'm not, I don't want to knock anything. I'm just telling you the way it is. So I walked in and I specifically, specifically sat in the very, very back of the church. And it was filled. A lot of people. The worship went on and I worshiped. And I thought, oh, Lord, I guess I missed it. That's, pastor gets up and he says, today we're going to be talking about the Holy Spirit. And he was angry. And I oh, brother. And he said, I want something to be known right now. He doesn't do what the charismatic says he does. He doesn't do what the Pentecostals say he does. He no longer heals. He no longer da-da-da-da-da. And he just went down the line. And I'm going, oh, God, I know what you mean. He's, you're, he's, bashing, he's bashing your best friend, the Holy Spirit. And if the Holy Spirit went and asked any of those who would like to have a Coke, you know what they'd say? What would they say? No thanks. Because the pastor says, and you all know it, don't you? I got up, and I started going forward, and I thought, no, don't do that. That's not your place. <laughs> so I got up, and this is exactly what I did. I got up, and I was going to go rebuke him and the whole church, and I got up, and I just went ahead and right on around and kept right on going and walked out the door and went, got in my car, and I says, Lord, I'm sorry. He said, I told you you wouldn't like it. I don't like it either. <laughs> now, why am I saying all of this? Because I know you've been talking about evangelism. I keep up on what goes on here. <laughs> the, the, the father normally knows what the kids are doing, all right? So I understand you're talking about evangelism. When the pastor said, I want you to come and, and uh, share on evangelism, I said, okay, we'll do that. So I'm bringing you to this place in evangelism for a reason. Without the passion, all you have 
is a negative, angry thing called religion that no one likes to hear about. They don't like it. If you don't have the passion in you, then they're going to write you off like they do over and over and over again without the passion. Hang it up. And so when I finally said yes to the Holy Spirit and let's go have a Coke, it broke. And for the, the first time, really, I can't explain it, but God started just pouring out upon me his passion because when you say, yes, I'll have a date with the Holy Spirit, that's God's child. That's his, that, that, that's his friend. And Jesus gets excited because the Holy Spirit's been poured into us, has been introduced to us, so that we could get the passion of the Holy Spirit, which comes right from Jesus and right from the throne. Because don't forget, the Holy Spirit was there in the beginning when the Father and Jesus created everything. The Holy Spirit was there also helping and so somehow the enemy has said this to the church in the area of evangelism. Go out and invite them to come to church. Just leave the passion out of it. And I'll fight everything I can to keep that passion from you. Because with the passion, you are legally dangerous. You're dangerous to the enemy's camp. With religion, he doesn't care. You can be as religious as you want. You don't affect the enemy whatsoever in his camp. And time and time and time again, I've watched Christians, quote, going to heaven, living like hell, going out and doing the good thing in the area of evangelism, trying to get people in their church. Well, la-di-da, what's that? I'll tell you, Christ Center, as much as I, I love everything about the property, you're who I love, and everybody out there is who I love. And if I can get them saved because of the passion, I'll do it. But I'm going to do it under the unction of the Holy Spirit. Now, before I get into Scripture, I want you to see this. If you haven't had a date, if you haven't had a Coke with the Holy Spirit in the last year, today you're going to get a chance to have a Coke with a sip of his Coke. And if you can get a little sip in your mouth, you're going to have some passion come into you that's going to start causing you to be like Popeye. Things are going to go wham, 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 wham. And all of a sudden, you're going to become a dynamo person. Be careful where you go eat today because somebody will probably be drawn to you and say, why are you looking so happy? And you're going to be able to say, because I just had a Coke with the Holy Spirit. Would you like to have a drink of it? Well, I sure would. All right, let me pray for you. And bang, they get saved. This happens, folks. I'm not making this up. This stuff is real. And as the passion started coming in me, people started coming to me. Harley, you, you can appreciate this because Grandma Rose Gates, uh, Grandma was, you know, she was precious. I mean, she was a, a wonderful lady. She was Linda Gay's grandma. But Linda Gay and our, our Rose and my, my Grandma Rose and that, that family was kind of uh, hard and especially towards the Lord. And so as the passion of the Holy Spirit started coming upon me, I started praying, God, who this week can I pour that passion out on? Because every person that I would go to, now listen to me, listen to me. Every person that I would go to, the, the Lord spoke, eventually got saved. 
Every person. And so I got up that morning, and, and uh, Harley, the Lord, Lord spoke to me, and, he, and I wasn't thinking about who I'm going to see come to the Lord today, but the Lord spoke and said, I want you to go get Grandma Rose saved today. Whoa, whoa. Have another Coke. Make a bigger one here. Let's, let's sit down and throw some ice in that sucker, and let's, let's guzzle that for a while. And he says, no, I, I just want you to go, go. So I told Linda Gay, I says, well, I'm going to go see Grandma. And she said, okay, wow, all right. So I got in the car, and I drove to Springfield. Harley, you know right where she lived. And I drove up, got out, and she had a caretaker with her at that time, went up, knocked on the door, and Grandma Rose comes to the door, and she says, well, John, what are you doing here? I'd never gone to her house without Linda Gay and the kids. Well, John, what are you doing here? Well, I wasn't going to chew the fat. I just wanted to get to the point. I says, Grandma, I said, I pray all the time, and the Lord speaks to me who he wants saved. He loves you, Grandma, and today he wants you saved. She says, well, honey, come on in. (laughs) And I went in, and Grandma Gates got saved, and so did her caretaker. Grandma Gates... Grandma Gates had not been churched, but for whatever reason, she started going to church. I can't even tell you what church she was going to, but she started going to church. I never told her to go to church. And so, as she was, as she was in church this one Sunday, Linda Gay and the kids and I stopped by to see her, and she said, John, I've got to ask you something. Something happened to me today in church, and I don't know what to do with it. I said, what happened, Grandma? She said, well, I was sitting there, and this thing just came into me, and it just overwhelmed me, and I, and I just can't explain it. I said, well, was it a happy thing? Oh, yes. Was it a peaceful thing? Oh, yes. And so you're just thrilled about it? Oh, yes. What did she get? No. What did she get? She got a Coke. She got it. The Holy Spirit came and said, without her even knowing it, hey, Rose, you want a Coke? And she said, okay. Go, go, go. Whoa! <laughs> she got the Holy Spirit. Yes, you're right. Now, don't go out and foul this teaching up by saying, pastor believes that the Holy Spirit's a Coke. No, you come on. <laughs> Give me a break. I, I've lived this long enough in here to learn that you guys sabotage me all the time. But do you, you got the analogy, don't you? Okay, now let's go to the Word and see how this whole Coke issue blends in with the Word. All right? First Peter, and I didn't put it up on the board today because I want you just to sit back now and just grab your Coke. Would you reach out with your right hand if you're right-handed or left-handed and take the Coke and go ahead and take a little sip of it. Ah, oh, oh, that's good. Oh, hallelujah. <laughs> Some of you are right now saying heresy. First <laughs> Peter 1, 3. All honor to God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, for it is, his, for it is by His boundless mercy that God has given us the privilege of being born again. Now we live with a wonderful expectation because Jesus Christ rose again from the dead. For God has reserved a priceless inheritance for His children. 
It is kept in heaven for you, pure, undefiled, beyond the reach of change and decay. And God, in his mighty power, will protect you until you receive this salvation because you are trusting in him. It will be revealed on the last day for all to see, so be truly glad. There's a wonderful joy ahead, even though it is necessary for you to endure many trials for a while. These trials are only to test your faith, to show that it is strong and pure. It's being tested as fire tests and purifies gold, and your faith is far more precious to God than mere gold. So if your faith remains strong after being tried by fiery trials, it will bring much praise and glory and honor on the day when Jesus Christ is revealed to the whole world. You love him even though you've never seen him. Though you do not see him, you trust him. And even now you are happy with a glorious, inexpressible joy. Your reward for trusting him will be salvation of souls. Now catch this. That scripture saying God has poured out for every person that's ever been created the salvation plan. And it's up to the church to go and present the mail so it can be palatable. It can be received by the lost. And a religious mail carrier will not get the job done. A mail carrier filled with the Holy Spirit will get the job done. I, I, I just can't emphasize enough, evangelism is wonderful, and I know you're doing a good job. You're, you're touching people. But the truth of the matter is, and I'm not going to do this, if I were to ask you to raise your hands and ask you, how many of you people led five to the Lord this week? <clears throat> how many, I wonder, we, would we see? But the truth is, with the passion, that should be happening. Why? Because with the passion, where you go, many times you're not even thinking about it, and he brings them to you. So it's not a matter of you saying, well, okay, I'm going to work this thing up, and I'm going to go out and really dig into it, and I'm really going to get it done now, because First Peter's a great scripture, and I'm just going to go grab them. And whether they want the date or not, I'm just going to tell them anyway. Stay home. Don't waste the gas. But when the passion is upon you, pick up the phone and call and say, Sweetheart, brother, Holy Spirit's put up on my heart to call you and pray for you today. I'm in Texas. I'm thinking not of this lady. I've never talked to this lady other than hi and bye at a basketball game. She's one of the matriarchs of this community. 96 years old, same, same age as my mother. And I had never, ever thought of this lady. And I'm in Texas, and I wasn't even praying. I'm, I'm, I'm watching something on TV, and this, this Coke date came. Hey, John, you want a Coke? And I says, what is it? And he mentioned her name and said, I want you to see to it that she gets saved right now. She's in need. L bring her to me. Wow. 
Now, who do you think speaking that? Out of the blue. I had never talked to this lady other than high and by maybe three or four times in my life. And she's this matriarch of this big family. And she comes to me as if she walked through the front door and said, help! So I told Linda Gay, I said, man, honey. And she goes, really? Then you better do it. Because Linda Gay's lived with me long enough to know that when, the, when there's the date, knock on the door. We better respond to it. Open that door. Respond to it. So I prayed and, and prayed and believed that I was to call her granddaughter and say, okay, now, here's what I heard. She said, oh, great. She says, do you know that grandma was in the hospital last week and they didn't know if she was going to live or not? The week that I got the call from the Lord. So I hung the phone up and the Holy Spirit said, I didn't ask the granddaughter to get the job done. I didn't invite her on the date. This is not a double date. Are you with me? I invited you for the date. Would you take care of the situation? So I picked the phone up because the granddaughter gave me her number and I called. And she answered the phone and I said, I have to just be honest with you. You've been on my heart. I've been praying for you. Are you all right? She says, no, I almost died last week. I said, well, the Lord strongly put you on my heart. She said, that's wonderful. Now, you also have to know, the granddaughter said, Grandma's an, an agnostic. I know the family very, very well. I've shared Jesus with many of, of her sons. So I said, I've been praying for you. She said, well, I really appreciate that, John. I said, can I pray for you right now? She said, yes, you certainly can. I would like that. I prayed for her right there. And it was a glorious relationship of passion that came pouring out. No religion. The passion started pouring out. She was overwhelmed. Guess what? Guess what? Before I see you again, that lady will receive Jesus. I know it. Because I'm going to go see her. And I'm going to present the plan of salvation according to the word we just read. The glorious plan of salvation is waiting there for her. And the Lord simply said, now take the passion and pour it out upon her. Church, over and over and over and over again, you don't have to do anything when you go on the date. When Linda Gay went on the date with me, I didn't expect her to pay for it. I didn't expect for her to order it. I asked her, what would you like? It was normally a cherry Coke. Praise Jesus, because that's about all I had. It wasn't a hamburger, french fries, and all of that. And so I'll have a Coke. Great. And so I'd pay my 10 cents or 15 cents for, for 30 cents. We'd get the job done. And I didn't expect anything from her other than drink it. I didn't expect a thank you. Certainly didn't expect a kiss. I was hoping for one, but I didn't, didn't expect a kiss. <laughs> so all of a sudden, he approaches us the same way that we approach one another to try to get into the confines of good relationship. 
love relationship. See, the Holy Spirit is not concerned about trying to get you religious. He wants to get you relationally connected so he can pour out the passion. And when the passion comes out of you, listen, nobody's offended. Nobody's offended. <clears throat> I was in Boston with a bunch of the kids, and I, I love your Ethiopian stories, how, how wonderful God is to do all of this for us. And so we have a bunch of kids in Boston, and we were there at, at one of the universities, Boston University. We're putting on Zion, and this professor came up to me, and he says, are you in charge of this? And I said, yes, I am. He said, well, I want to tell you what I think of it, and blah, 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 and you should not be, be brainwashing these poor kids. These are little bitty kids, and blah, 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 and I, I just stood there, and I listened, and I said, okay. I said, well, have a good day, because I'm waiting for the Holy Spirit to tell me what to do. You know, kicking below the belt, or what do I do? You know, <laughs> I just waited, and waited, and waited, waited, and waited, and it was doing nothing. So I, he passed. He went. Well, we're getting on the train that after that meeting, we're getting on the train and going to another destination. Guess who was sitting in the front seat in front of me? That professor. And now I'm going, oh, you're dead meat, guy. <laughs> so I, I said to him, hey, coincidence? Is this a coincidence? What do you mean? Well, you, you remember me? Well, of course I remember you. I said, all of our kids? Yeah, I know. Yeah, I, I said, I want to tell you something. <clears throat> God loves you so much. He just let you barf all over him out there in the park. He just let you throw up all the garbage you knew how the, you hadn't stored up inside of you. You don't, you don't really mean what you said. You don't hate Jesus. <clears throat> He's here showing you his love through us, and you need to receive him. Tears start coming down his face. <clears throat> You're right. The passion got him saved. Led him to the Lord. Train stopped. We got off. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. What was it? The passion changed it. The passion changed it. You don't have to worry about it, church. These scriptures will be fulfilled in you if the passion comes out of you and if you allow it to come out of you. Just, just give the Lord a chance to pour in that Coke. It won't stay. It will come out and it will affect those around about you. First Peter. Physical exercise, First Peter uh, 4, 8. Physical exercise has some value, but spiritual exercise is much more important. For it promises a reward in both this life and the next. This is true and everyone should accept it. We work hard and suffer much in order that, the, that people will believe the truth. For our hope is in the living God who is the Savior of all people and particularly of those who believe. Both those scriptures, I trust you'll be able to take them home and get them in your knower. Because, yeah, we go through some trials. 
But the trials don't compare to the glory that's waiting for us and that we're living in now. Listen, I have lived a glorious life with the passion. I love it. It works on this earth as it will be in heaven. And it says the greatest glory is waiting for you at the end. For everything that you've allowed the passion to stir within you and pour out is waiting for you at the end. I believe with all my heart as you continue to read the scriptures. And I don't do this for, for chalking up points. But I believe that every time you just continue to let the passion pour out, it flows over here in this account. It flows over here in this account. Because God talks about rewards. It just flows over here in this account. It just flows over here in this account. And you go out with your religiosity and you bow breet and you preach to somebody about religion, it goes, doesn't go in that account. It goes down to that account. It just flushes it. It goes down to that account. It just flushes it. Because God can't have that spirit over here in your account. You don't want that in heaven. You want the coke in heaven. So here we are. Church with evangelism. Now I realize I'm, I'm preaching to the choir too. I'm, I'm fully aware of that. In fact, before I, when pastor asked me if I would come and share on evangelism, I was praying and the Lord brought this and I said, Lord, that's, that's the choir I'm speaking to. He said, remember how often I have to tell you to drink the Coke? <laughs> oh yeah, you're right. Just remind them to keep drinking it too. Just remind them to go on dates too. Just remind them not to stop doing the elementary thing and staying away from the most popular thing, walking around like a religious goofball. Die to it. We're in, Red, you'll remember, you were there. We were in, coming out of Mexico, and we were on the border in San Diego and Tijuana. And across the way was a street preacher screaming at the top of his lungs. Remember that, Red? Screaming at the top of his lungs. And he had this guy... <clears throat> You can read it like a book. He had this guy planted that when the altar call was made, he was going to come running down and fall down on his face and receive Jesus. And he did. <laughs> I'm a sinner. I'm a sinner. Oh, forgive me. It was all a religious joke. And lots of people getting off of the train there to go across the border. Lots and lots of people. And I said, okay, guys, because I had my Zion team sitting there. I said, now, I want to show you guys something. That is religion. Now, let's put on the drama right here. We cranked up the drama, and we put Zion on. Crowds came wanting Jesus, all because of the passion. And that guy got mad. Remember how mad that guy got? What do you guys think you're doing? This is my territory. You can't be doing this. <clears throat> Hear the flesh? Down goes all of that. And deposit, deposit, deposit comes all of this. The passion brings you the deposit. So today, <clears throat> if you can kneel... <clears throat> I just, I want husbands and wives, and if you're here with your moms and dads, I want everybody to be individual on this thing. If you can't kneel, just sit. 
But ask the Holy Spirit not to pass you by and tell him you'd like to have a Coke with him. And, and, and it's just as simple as this. Holy Spirit, I'd like to have a Coke with you. I'd like for you to come and have a date with me. In fact, I'm even asking you for a date. I'm asking you for a date, but I don't have the Coke. You've got the Coke machine. I don't have it. So I'm just asking you to come and bring your Coke and let's have a date. Now that's one way to pray. Or, Holy Spirit, I'm available whenever you like to have a Coke with me. I want that passion. I want you to start pouring it in. Now the second thing, third thing is this. Many of you possibly are sitting here and have never ever led anybody to the Lord. I love it. <laughs> Many of you possibly have, have never led anybody to the Lord and you're, you're, you're going, well, I can't wait to get out of here because that's not for me. Listen, I'm talking to you all over the universe. This is for you. These scriptures are for you. And he wants all of us to become so filled with his passion that you might be sitting having a hamburger today and they may very well, somebody may very well walk over. I'm just telling you the truth. This has happened. Very well walk over and say, excuse me? Yes? Wipe your mouth. I'm in trouble. Would you help me? Yeah, I, I certainly can. You need Jesus, don't you? <laughs> oh, yes. Pray for him. And they leave. They didn't come for money. They came for help. They came to get their soul saved. Folks, that happens. That happens. I'm telling you it happens. And you can say, well, I'm not going to go out and preach to anybody. I'm not telling you to preach to anybody. I'm saying just get filled with the Spirit. Just get filled with the anointing. Let the, let the, let the power of the anointing come out of you. So if I come to you and say, honey, I'm really hurting. Uh, I'm not asking for money, but would you pray for me? What a blessing. It's going to happen. I could go all through the night telling you story after story after story after story about people coming to me. Why? Because I'm so great? No. I'm just like you because of the passion. I'm sitting in San Francisco airport, got in late, missed my flight, waiting for the last flight to come to Eugene. Nobody's in the terminal. Nobody's in the terminal. I'm sitting there by myself. And off of, the, off of the gate comes this airline pilot. He's got his trench coat on, his flying hat, and his duffel bag. And he comes over, and he sits down right beside me. Kaplop! Now, figure that one out. <laughs> there are seats everywhere, and he's sitting right by me. Boom! <laughs> so I say... Well, obviously, you're hurting. How can I bless you? I'm not hurting. Okay. Furthermore, understand this. It's none of your blankety-blank business what I'm about anyway. I said, whoa, 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 you're sitting by me. I didn't come sit by you. There's a whole bunch of chairs out here. Come on. The Holy Spirit brought you here because I know Jesus, and he can help you. Oh, my wife left me. I don't know what I'm going to do. Took his hand and prayed for him. Got up to leave because 
my flight's going to eventually leave. He couldn't thank me enough. He wanted to pay me. There's, you can get some money out of this stuff. You work it, right? <laughs> I'm kidding. Come on. But do you get it? Do you see what I'm talking about? So today, we're going to do something very, very simple. Really, really simple. I want you privately to either kneel there at your chair, or you, you can get up, or you can sit right where you are. But I want you to be mindfully private of just you and the Holy Spirit. And just simply come to Him and say, Holy Spirit, I've never had a date with you. And I'm asking today, Have a date with me. Have a Coke with me. I'm not saying I want to be like John. You, you probably don't want to be like me. But I want the unction of the Spirit that you've poured into John because it's equal to everybody. I want the passion that you've poured into this guy. It's equal to everybody. It's the same for everybody. A Coke tastes the same whether you're drinking it here or Texas. It's the same with the Holy Spirit. So just quietly, no music. The only thing you'll hear is the fan. Get in a position and then just ask the Holy Spirit for a date. <clears throat> Together now. Church, when you walk now with this passion I'm telling you don't block it I love you enough to tell you don't block it because what's going to happen is that you're going to start giving it away giving it away giving it away Harley another Harley by the way is my brother-in-law would you stand up Harley Harley is a brother-in-law Thank you. Harley uh, and I, we go way back and love each other dearly. And Harley will appreciate this story. My, our father-in-law, Frank Gates, precious, precious guy, but he, him like his mother. Rose was Frank's mother. And one day, Kim had heard me sharing this, this very teaching, my daughter. And Kim was just, my, my daughter was just a little girl, and she came to me. She says, Daddy, I... I can't think of, it, of heaven without Grandpa Gates. I said, yeah. She said, I just have my heart so filled with love for him, but I'm afraid that what he would do. I said, honey, your passion you've got, give it away now. Don't, don't stop it. Give it away. I said, you go write a letter to Grandpa Gates. So she goes and she writes this letter to Grandpa Gates. And I says, now you mail it. So she mailed it to him. Then when we knew he got the mail, I took my family and we drove out to the farm. Frank had never done this, ever. Hazel would come out, his wife, and greet us. Frank was always inside or about on the, yard, on the garage or whatever. Here comes Frank. Grabs Kim. 
hugging her. We went inside. Frank gave his heart to Jesus. And Frank and Hazel sat right over there many, many times because of the anointing, of the passion that came out of my daughter. I never told Frank and Hazel to come to church. Frank came right over there and sat there. I never told Frank to wear a suit. Where he's, had his little tie on. <laughs> sat right over there. See, church, you want to evangelize? Let the passion come out. Let it pour out in the name of Jesus. Amen? Amen. <clears throat> Would you lift one hand without wrath? And one hand without doubt. Did you hear what I said? One hand without wrath. One hand without doubt. Maybe you've been burnt by the church. That's religiosity. Just flush it. One hand without wrath. One hand without doubt. And I'm saying, Father, in the name of Jesus, now anoint this audience with passion. They got on their knees. Some of them, some of them sat. And, but they all, reached, they all asked for the date. Now, Holy Spirit, anoint. Let the anointing fall upon all of these in hearing distance in the name of Jesus and we will praise you. I'm sitting in church, and we're going to end on this. Worship team, if you'd like to come back. I'm sitting in church at Faith Center one day after I had received my date. And after things started happening with the, with the glorious passion. And all of a sudden... <clears throat> It, it, excuse me, it was not a face center. I was in the car driving when this happened. And I just turned the radio on. I said, Lord, I just want to express my love to you today. I just want to praise you. I want to thank you and let this passion flow out. And I turned on the, on the radio, and it was Jimmy Swaggart singing, Shackled by a heavy burden, cumbered with the load of pain. Then the hand of Jesus touched me, and now I am no longer the same. He touched me, oh, he touched me, and oh, the joy that floods my soul, something happened and now I know he touched me and made me whole and I want to just wrap this now by saying <clears throat> I stood at family's caskets and the joy of Paying the price of risking a Coke with them was all worth it when you see them in the casket knowing that they're with Jesus. Oh, folks, the scripture says the joy's waiting for them. That's why I can say with Myrna Lee and with Frank and Hazel and, and Rose and all of them, I can say, gloriously, 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 heaven will be waiting with joy because all of these family and friends and all the saints will all be there for the grand reunion. What a glorious thing. Then go to work now. 
Don't just go and get it at the end and have a few. Go at the end and have a castle filled with victory all because of the glorious saints that are waiting for you there. My dad's there. My grandparents are there. My uncles are there. I can't wait. And I've led them to the Lord. Hallelujah! That's what I say. Because of the passion. Let it happen. Let it flow out of you. And the church said, 